All right. Well, welcome back to the Pints and Provisions podcast. We've got all four members. Uh, it's good to be here on a very snowy spring day here in Illinois, which is not atypical. Depressing. But, Classic. But what better way to spend our Saturday yeah. uh, in spring here than to podcast about beer? We don't really have an agenda today, which is kind of nice. So we're going to kind of talk about just about anything. So I've got Ryan to my left. Hey, Evan. Thanks for having us. And I've got Mark. Hey. And Dan. Heyo. <laughs> Heyo. So um, I think the first thing we'll do is crack our first beer. So um, actually, we all kind of warmed our palates a little bit with the homebrew, the IPA homebrew, double dry hopped, um, Citra, Eldorado, and Mosaic. Um, kind of a New England style IPA, 6.8%. Which, which, Evan, you're extremely critical of yourself as a brewer, which is why your beers always turn out as, as good as they do. But I, it, it's a fantastic beer. It tastes really good. And I know that you're, t- you, you know, we talked about the color and you're trying to figure out how to get that right. But uh, taste and smell is what I go for first and colors afterwards because it's just a uh, um, aesthetics look. Um, so tastes good is what we start with and it tastes good. So you get a positive check mark in my book. Definitely good nose too. If anybody, if any of you guys haven't had this beer yet, the uh, barrel aged Imperial German chocolate cupcake stout from Angry Chair. Uh, this is one Mark did a poll through, uh, our Facebook site and asked what was, you know, your, your favorite go-to, uh, the best beer you've had, uh, your best style that you like and the one that you'd really like to try. Uh, and this is the, this is the, the beer that I put as my favorite beer that I've had so far. I know, I know Evan and Ryan have had a couple ounce pours each, but, um, this is one of those slow sippers, one that you really like to enjoy. I mean, it's, it tastes like a. German chocolate cupcake. So it looks like it's an 11% stout, bourbon barrel aged imperial milk stout with coconut, cacao nibs, and Madagascar vanilla. Cocoa nibs. It says cacao nibs on Cacao. Cacao. Untapped. All right. So we've got cocoa nibs. It's 4.77. That's pretty good. Yeah. And it's got, so it's got lactose in it because if it's a milk stout, it's definitely got some lactose. Obviously, chocolate. Don't, do they put a little coat? You said coconut? Coconut. Yeah. Which That's makes it more of the, the German, German cupcake sprinkled style. On, sprinkled on top of the uh, cake usually, right? Yep. The room smells like cupcakes are baking All right, right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that yeah. uh, nice thin tan head. Um, nice lacing on the glass too. Yeah, it's nice to have a, a pretty healthy pour of this. It's good that... Uh, yeah, this is great. I was going to mention, apologize to, uh, to Ryan. I... Uh, Sprayed some heavy cologne on before I came today, and uh, or, or, uh, it was it was a hard it was hard for me to give up uh, smoking cigarettes on the way over here. Yeah, I, I didn't. I just wanted to smoke a cigarette, but I'm like, yeah, just the heavy cologne is probably good enough. I wouldn't want to ruin the beer, and ruin the room. Yeah, well, uh, there's all there's there's just so much we can ask for, but this is pretty good. It's really sweet. Yeah, it's not one that you can drink by yourself. I mean, a whole bomber by yourself. That this is probably a trip to the hospital and. Uh, insulin shot that's probably a little less sweet than what we uh it's about a year ago we had this yeah so it's i think the the sweetness is kind of uh mellowed quite a bit it's pretty darn good <laughs> i get a lot i get a, i get a lot more kind of that wood barrel uh than i think i got yeah, last definitely. time definitely i get kind of like a, a caramel toffee sweetness i definitely get a little bit of caramel yeah Man. the milk i mean the milk chocolate in this thing wow yeah this is a dessert beer for sure. Beers like this, is, beers wow, like this, make it really tasty. hard to uh, 
to drink and talk because it's just like mm. i just want to like <laughs> sit here and taste just, it i just want to think about it and take another sip and then think about it some more so we're all kind of looking at each other like what, what? no i know it's, it's kind of early in the day too for all of us yeah. um it's kind of snowing it's snowing on a spring day which you know like i said for illinois is not typical is very typical so uh, we kind of don't know what to do with ourselves but yeah, this weather okay. is this weather's trash yeah this There's is no um, way to say it i think we found a, a good way to pass the time here though yeah i agree um so we always like to open up a little bit with some of the best beers we have this week so i'll start with uh dan if you want to we'll go the other way around here what was the best thing you had over the past week or two uh can i say this yeah you know obviously i'm gonna go with this but um so a week ago i had the astronaut ice cream milkshake stout from other half um well and I was expecting, I don't know why, but when I think of ice cream sandwich, I expect the chocolate, uh, you know. Wafer. Wafer, you know, with the ice cream in the middle. But this was more of like a fruited IPA with the milkshake style. And it was just really quality, really smooth, really drinkable. Um, I wish I had more. It was very, very good. What about you, Mark? Uh, for me, I'm going to go with um, Uber Quenchel out of the heist. And uh, it was... a. Uh, Double Imperial uh, IPA, um, big uh, galaxy and citra hops in that. It was just a, a hazy juice bomb. Which is interesting because the the inconsistency of the cans was kind of one of the problems. I think I had a couple that were very oxidized. Okay, and you got you got a you got a good can then. I, I got lucky. It was it was it was a great great beer. I I had had citra quenchel before. And yeah, this was kind of their. Double up version yeah, of that. Yeah, they ramped it up, and it was it was fantastic. Well, right. we saw that we saw the picture of it because Mark posted it. You never know. It, be- it, was, it, was it was a beautiful color. It was a beautiful color, and you never know that's if it's because of the beer, or if it's because of Mark's exceedingly exceptional photo taking and editing skills. Yeah, he's responsible for all of the um, social media social content. media content, <laughs> mostly the pictures. I put him. Uh, so I put it. Mark. Yeah, I put him in charge of social media. He does it pretty rightfully so. Yeah, he, <laughs> that, there's there's nobody that does better pictures of just about anything. That that brief stint in graphic design really paid off. <laughs> well, that beer is interesting. You bring that up, Mark, because we had heard um, I think before anyone got those cans that they were having some canning issues on the line with that beer. Yep. Um, and so I think Evan, you had one that was pretty good. Yeah, I had, I had one that um, it seemed like oxidized. It was a little metallic. Um, gray. So really, it was gray. You really couldn't yep. drink it. Um, I had my other one last night. It was probably somewhere between that uh-huh. first one and what Mark just described. It was actually probably closer to what Mark described because it was still, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was, it still had a little bit of an off flavor to it, but you could get plenty of that, you know, citra and some of the, you know, floral and, yeah, and some of those really I, nice I earthy it. hop tones to it. So... It was it was pretty good, but it definitely wasn't. Uh, it didn't quite fit that description that we had we had yeah, heard. Yeah. So it just it was just kind of another example where it's just some of these places that can pump this stuff out on an incredibly consistent basis really is, are doing the right thing. Well, I'm glad absolutely. I, I lucked out and got a good one. Yeah, I got a, I, I got one good one too, and then I had a couple bad ones. But hey, you know that's that's part of the part of the growing pains. I I'm, I assume that when you start canning things and canning things in high volume. It's going to happen. What about you, Ryan? What's the best thing you had? So I was fortunate enough to get invited to um, a friend's uh, cellar cleaning party um, last weekend. That's too bad. 
and uh, he's been a Dark Lord Day a few awful. times. He's uh, been um, getting Bourbon Counties and stuff in the Chicago area for a few years. So um, my best was uh, 2017 Bourbon Vanilla Dark Lord, which Ooh. is uh, one that's hard to beat as it is. But um, that was that was a standout from the the, the tasting that we went to. Um, the 17 Hangi. So it's yeah, Marshmallow Hangi is now the name that they call it. But uh, that's. He had we, a few different years of that that we could have tried, and we wanted to try the fresh one, and it was incredible. Because we cracked, when we went to Dark Lord Day last year, you got lucky enough to get that as your variant That's in, right. your, in your bag, and we popped it. We did. It's like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It was delicious. Yeah, it was like the perfect time of day to just like yeah, dive well, right into that wasn't beer. Wasn't that the one that you sort of pulled one over everybody's eyes because it was like the chug video, but then we're like... Oh my gosh, is he chugging Hanji for real? Like, yeah. like, Ryan, stop. Evan, stop Ryan from doing whatever he's doing. Dan, it was not Dan got a text video of Evan pouring this this into my glass and yeah. he thought we were yeah. about to chug I'm it. I'm like, no, don't, don't, so don't, no. don't do that. So it'll be a savored drink for the next hour or so. Man, that's that's so that one was hard to beat. Uh, it was a pretty good lineup, but um, so so tell me, your friend is having a cellar cleaning. Was that to make room or is it like he's getting out of the game or is it? He just has too many beers, Poor and he's guy. got them in boxes and kind of scattered around a guest bedroom. Um, yeah. First, he just problems. wanted to help yeah. get a little more organized, and he has six vanilla rice. He wanted to get down to five. Um, oh, poor thing. That's one. Ex- <laughs> that's one example. And he said, "I never drink this stuff on my own." So, can you guys come over and that's a good reason help me drink just, some of these beers? He, somebody's got to. Somebody's got to rid the world of them. I know yeah. you, uh, you. There's did too your many part. VRs out there. You did your part. <laughs> so I drove up to Chicago on Saturday, and we. Uh, we all oh, had a little bit of... I didn't I, get a I message did. from you. That's weird. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I told you it was invite only, and I'm not allowed to invite other people. Oh, this guy doesn't put me, know. Put me so. in the carry-on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we watched some March Madness games and, and drinks a pretty good beer. Yeah. What well, about you, Evan? I um, I was fortunate enough uh, last night, actually, to crack the Aslan um, Brewing Company, Zebrecken Sie Deutsch, which is their Imperial Stout. It's non-barrel-aged, but it had... Um, coffee, chocolate, I'm uh, sorry, cocoa nibs, vanilla, um, pecans. Hmm. Um, and it was, the mouthfeel was perfect. Um, I mean, it was 15%. So it was. Did they a, can that? It canned it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And there's a picture of it up on social media if you guys, wow. uh, with, with the whole description of it. And um, I thought it was really well done. Um, they're really starting. And we've had the, the Herndon. And the Beaumont. I feel like they're really up in their game with the stouts. Yeah, the stouts are... They're for real. Yeah, the mouthfeel, the 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 thickness of the stout uh, nails it. So it was a very enjoyable beer. Um, and I know that... Um, you know, we'll get to we'll get to one of uh, one of our questions that the uh, our friends will will kind of let us know about. But he was uh, he's a member of their like mug club, and he says that uh, they're they're up in their their barrel program too. So it'll be fun to see what they start coming out with. Yeah. As an aside, one of the things we talked about doing today was, um, a, uh, gender reveal. Yeah. Um, that Ryan, that isn't really, that isn't happening. You know that, right? (laughs) No, I did not get the message (laughs) from the beginning. We're like, I'm like, Evan, Evan sort of like just shot it out there as something to be funny. And then you're like, wait, is this really happening? I was like, (laughs) yes, Yes. we're doing it for the record. (laughs) The first time I did not think it was happening, and, and then, then we, it was brought up again in, we as in. part of the agenda. And I said, "Whoa, wait, this is serious." Yeah, yep, yeah. I was so gonna, not happening. I was going to crack a um, a surprise beer in the back, pour glasses, and if it was a girl, uh, we were going to crack a saison, and if it was a boy, we were going to do some sort of barrel aged stout. 
And, and this is for Ryan and Molly, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan and Molly. Dan, Dan started the joke. <laughs> so uh, congratulations, Thank Dan. You. I think yeah. the envelope is still sealed. It is sealed. Not That's to good. Be, not to be open for quite a while, if ever. Yeah. We're, we're still deciding. Congratulations. That's fun. We'll see. We'll see if we make it home. Today. Yeah, oh, yeah. You'll 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 make that snowy drive home, and that yeah. that uh, envelope will be sitting on your you know dashboard, just yep. staring at you, like, just please open me, yep. please open me. <laughs> yep. Well, um, we also got a speaking of the questions. Um, his name is Michael. He lives uh, lives out in the D.C. area. Uh, he wanted to know. Uh, one of his questions was about um, was it March thirtieth, thirty first, thirty first, next Saturday um, is Assassin Day. Uh, it also happens to be the day that Dark Lord Day tickets go on sale at noon. And his question was, coincidence or not? Please discuss. I mean, so let's start with Ryan because he's he's kind of our he's going current events guy and he's going to Assassin Day. Uh, I have a thought on it, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear Ryan. My thought is no. Real, real. Uh, Agreed. In, if it's a yes or no. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Three Floyds uh, is definitely, <clears throat> they do kind of their own thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Shenanigans. In a good way. Um, they're very unique and obviously if you've ever gone to the pub and had food and whatnot, I mean, it's a a very, very unique experience. Um, and I mean that in a a very, very good way. Um, you know, it's not my music preference and different things there, but, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, so they, they kind of do their own thing and, and that's, that could be the reason why they would say, Hey, uh, because dark Lord days kind of got a, a darker theme to it. And, you know, assassin obviously does too. And, they say, oh, we'll just kind of get that going on the same day. Um, I think it's more of a coincidence. I think uh, it's usually, you know, four to six weeks before Dark Lord Day happens. And yeah. they just picked, you know, a Saturday um, like they always do. And it just happened to be when Toppling Goliath was doing their big event. And, and I guess it, I mean, it's not really not going to interfere with anything because people just no. will get on their phone or I'll probably yeah. bring my laptop and we'll just crash the step internet. aside for a minute and yep. use my uh, hotspot and pull it up and hopefully buy a ticket and turn it off and be done. Yeah. What's your thought, Dan? I, I agree. I, I just don't think that, um, so it's kind of hard. Cause I get the, I, I've always gotten the same vibe from three Floyds. Like I remember my first time that I ever went there was on a Sunday afternoon. I didn't know anything about the place, the, the, the pub, the actual brew pub, <laughs> excuse me. And I walk in and I go, Hey, uh, you know, what's the wait for four? You know, I was with my wife and my brother-in-law and his wife. And he's like, it's one o'clock on a Sunday, dude, like an hour at least. And I was like, Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Like, like I had offended him, you know, and he was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, so they have I their just, own attitude to yeah, it. And, and people, you know, if you look on yeah. uh, like Google reviews or any, you know, any other like uh, Yelp and things like that, there's a lot of negative feedback out yeah. there for, That's their style. for situations like yeah. that. And maybe it, you know, I just kind of like the uniqueness to it. And so it just never has like yeah. drawn me in in a negative way. I, I probably got the same vibe from them too a few yeah. times. And I just don't really care because I think it's just kind of part of the experience. So I, I just, I, I just, I've always gotten the take from them. And it's, it's part of the reason why, you know, you don't see, you know, we, we, I've talked about it with my buddies and with you guys before. It's like, why doesn't Three Floyds have a place in the city? Why don't they have a brew pub that opens up in the West Loop, which is the hottest neighborhood in the city, right? It's a, and you just get the feeling they're just like, they don't care. Right. Like they absolutely. They, they started out as a couple dudes that were brewing beer and they blew up. They're, you know, they're doing what they're doing. Their offerings are great. And they're just like, we yeah, don't care. So like, I thing. think it's probably the same approach where like, it was just it happened to be the same day, happened See, to be the same day. And they probably found out and they're like, well, can't change it now. Cause we have too big of a following. Yeah. And yeah, it's I'm, not like it's interfering with anything for no, toppling Goliath. So no. it's not any rude, you know, or, anything like See, that. I'm a little ornery and I kind of, I tend to think that 
at least uh, more than likely, it's just, uh, you know, or it could or well, I, I thought spit maybe, it out, Mark. <laughs> or it could have been like a like a positive marketing ploy, you know, like hey, you guys are doing Assassin Day. It's kind of a dark sort of theme. We want to sell our tickets the same day, kind of as like sort of a beer day. I think it was a coincidence, but I mean the the cynical honorary side of me says maybe it was just kind of like a little like hey let's poke just let, let's just kind of poke just to have some fun, yeah. like all all in good, you know. Yeah. Let's you know it's all just yeah. I mean I, maybe I, we'll find out. Yeah. So so Michael in DC. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Your guess is as good as ours. Our, yeah. our, our answer, I think, to him is yes. We all believe it's a coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Did anybody else get any questions from anybody in particular? I did not. I did not. Yeah, I did, but I didn't write it down because I thought we oh. had, we had two. Well, I do have another one. Uh, Bill uh, up in Chicago area is a big home brewer. Um, I've certainly we've exchanged uh, home brews a couple times. Um, I did send him my last year's stout, which was primarily cacao nibs and coffee. And he thought that the balance of those things were actually pretty good. And so he hadn't done a whole lot of coffee. He focuses a lot, I think on, uh, his, his new England IPAs. And, um, the, the question he had was, you know, what's your, what's your go-to way of incorporating coffee into the, into the beer. And there are a couple of different ways that you can get the coffee flavor into the beer whether it's through the malts that you use because they're like coffee malts and things and so you can get coffee flavors um i actually just coarsely ground fresh coffee um uh, coffee beans and threw it in a little bag and probably with you know three weeks before i ended up bottling it i threw it in the secondary fermenter and let it just hang out and so it'll impart a lot of um, the natural coffee flavors just because it's straight coffee. Now I've read too. Did you that, add some to the boil right towards the end on that one? No. Or was that a, an earlier one? That was an earlier one. Okay. And I don't think you get as, you get quite as much or you just get a lot of different flavors. Now you get a lot more aromas when you just, it's kind of like dry hopping. Yeah. Dry hopping with, with coffee, dry hopping for with. aroma only. Yeah. And, and, and I bet a lot of the flavors that you get for coffee in there in, in terms of the beer itself is probably from the coffee malts that were used not as much the coffee. Now, like I said, I've, I've seen people blend or read people blend cold brew coffee in it too. So they'll cold brew some coffee and then they'll also get that in there. So there's a couple of different ways, but the way I did it was essentially dry hopping. So, and then I, I, I believe it was uh, our local roaster, thirty thirty coffee, uh, the Ethiopian, mm-hmm. um, um, variety that they had had at the time. I can't recall off the top of my head, but you know, for for someone like me who just loves coffee all the time and beer, coffee, not in beer, just coffee, um, it was kind of my go-to way, and I thought it imparted a ton of like aromas and flavors that were that that I I enjoyed. So, what, what was his question? He was to you. was how how I did the coffee? How you did that. it? Okay. And I did the the cocoa nibs or the cacao nibs the same way. You can buy raw cacao nibs. Um, you just do the same thing. You throw them in a little you know, mesh bag and kind of throw it into the, the fermenter so you can pull it out easily without getting particulate matter and stuff in it. So at the risk of, uh, at the risk of maybe treading into sacrilege area with a home brewer here and <laughs> no. Bill in Chicago, I don't know anything about brewing, but, uh, I love bourbon County stout and I love bourbon County coffee stout. Yep. And one of, and my favorite years of 2013 where they used the intelligentsia, Absolutely. That and was like, yeah. one of the things that I've done is you can find, and there's a, there's a bottle of it sitting right there. It appears, um, 
one of the things that I've done is French press intelligentsia into a bourbon county and you don't quite get the flavor because it doesn't sit there. But if you, if you do it right, I mean, you end up getting a really good bourbon county coffee stout. It's like the poor man's sip. coffee bourbon county. Yeah. And I mean, there's a way to do it. So it, it's again, sorry to home brewers who no. may be listening in. No, but we, uh, we've covered that in our first episode talking yeah. about how French pressing can really help you, you know, figure out flavors. Like I'm speaking of flavors, I'm really starting to get a lot more of the coconut out of this yeah. um, German chocolate cupcake stout Definitely. now uh, as it warms. So yeah, I agree. Love well, coconut. So, so Dan, you'd French press that and let it sit for like four or five hours and then drink it? Uh, pro- with coffee, I wouldn't do it quite no. that long. I okay. Typically, it's like an hour, hour and a half and then slow press it. You know, some people, I think it's, there's a, you know, in, in the morning when I do my French press coffees at the, at the office, it's like I'm like and I press it down as quickly as possible so I can get to it. But um, with the beer, I just take it really slow so that you don't get any of that grain yep. from the bean. Yep. Um, but I think, an, I mean, an hour is pretty, you get a lot of coffee out of that. You don't want to over coffee it, you know, because then you'll get bitter and, you know, that's, you can have too much coffee. But Yeah, I can't wait to kind of dedicate an entire episode to kind of coffee. And I think that they're, cool. they're, they're getting getting a local roaster something like that on here to can talk about how to roast beans um, and that process of you know purchasing the beans, getting them, roasting them. How does that process happen? Because, you know, we're all very interested in how beer is made and how it comes out from how it goes from start to finish. And I'm just as interested in coffee. Yep. Yep. Yeah. When we uh, went to our uh, share tasting last weekend, uh, a friend that was going up there um, he lives right by Intelligentsia in Chicago, so we agreed to do a uh, coffee trade. So I got nice. him the CTX. Um, yep, shout out or to CXT. CXT. Um, and I had to go down there during the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and right as I got downtown, I was like, oh, no, they had some uh, some different traffic rerouters going on. And, and uh, so I had to kind of fight through that, and they were still pretty pumped that I – um, I was doing Stop a coffee there. trade for him. They gave me some swag to give the guy and oh, nice. some stuff. So it was, it turned out pretty well, but, um, it's every time you go in there, they've always got like eight or 10 varieties. Mm-hmm. It's usually the same, you know, they've got a Mexico, they've got a Costa Rica, Costa Rica, they've got a Nicaragua, they've got, you know, probably close to eight maybe. Yeah. So it seems like they've got their own recipe that they just kind of continuously yeah. go after and keep pretty uh pretty consistent yeah we'll we'll uh we'll we'll hit up tristan um at cxt and see if you'd like to talk to us someday or we can go down to his place and he can show us around and did you know cxt is coffee by tristan did you know that's what stood for i I did did not i I, I knew it meant something but uh, i found that out too yeah so pretty interesting love coffee love the love it in beers it's probably my favorite adjunct in a stout i'm recently becoming a coffee snob i told Steph that the other day i don't recently yeah, I mean, it was before, it was just kind of like you drink it out of necessity because you need it, yeah. but now it's like, I mean, if I'm going to drink it and, you know, my palate is opening up to other things, it's like, I like good coffee now and we'll pay for it as a result, you know? Yeah, I've started making a bigger batch at home before and I take like multiple cups into the office yep. so I, yep. it can come from either... Uh, 3030 or CXT or something else I got in the mail or whatever for uh, for coffee so I don't have to get whatever we have at work what do you guys uh, any more thoughts on the cupcake I, I mean it's it's great but i'm i'm interested to kind of um open something else while that still warms because yeah. i'm not in a big rush to to drink it so yeah and the one thing on these sometimes the because we've had a few 
just of that German chocolate cupcake stout. I think maybe Angry Chair probably was the one that kicked that style off, but we've had a few that you can really taste the coconut and it's almost like overly going after that German chocolate style. Um, this, the, the coconut's definitely present, but it's yeah. uh, it's fairly subtle and I mean, it really does taste like a chocolate cupcake. I mean, it, I it is more of that just chocolate bomb as opposed to trying to overpower it with coconut and really that German, you know, using the the, the German style. Yep. I definitely so, I definitely get the the chocolate for sure, but as this warms up, I'm getting vanilla and it's just opening like a, up really nice. Mm-hmm. Just a, a, a well balanced sweet maltiness to it. I, uh, just that aroma and uh, yeah, and it's and like I like I said from having it that very first time and although it's probably a little cold um and it was very very young but it was super sweet this is not near as sweet as it was but i'd say caramel toffee vanillas obviously the chocolate and the barrel the barrel's popping more as it warms so yeah i think if you if you're thinking about you know the, the pastry stout revolution uh this has got to be the top the pastryarchy the pastry you know, it's like that i mean this tastes exactly what they intended it to taste like. Yeah, that's, that's what they're good when at. You can do that. That's what they're good at. Like their yeah. Rocky Road, yeah. French Toast, yep. Tiramisu. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. It's their wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, do you want to come up with some sort of a dessert? Yeah, we can make that, make a beer taste like that. In a totally different way. It's kind of like what Great, Great Notion does with yeah. their muffins and the different oh style gosh. of... You know, obviously it's like a fruited fruited IPA or fruited ghost style or whatever, but... Um, like the blueberry muffin? Like the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of speaking of which, just right, a quick up, right. just a quick update on that. Uh, they are doing a booberry. Oh, it, a booberry. They did do it. It yeah. is the, the it with is the Frankenberry. Yeah. Um, with the Frankenberry yeah. cereal. They did. Yeah, I think they did it around Halloween. And it's booberry. It's, it's booberry. so Mark is off. It the is booberry. Hashtag booberry. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So I'm never gonna live that. Now. I like the boo- booberry. So we hey just, hey Evan, uh, what's the yeah. next beer you just cracked there? <laughs> we popped the Casey Brewing and Blending uh, Leaner. This is an ale aged in oak barrels with peaches, eight percent ABV. Um, this is out of Glenwood Springs, Colorado, and it says in collaboration with Side Project. So, I bet this is not going to be very good. Uh, <laughs> this is bottled. Um, it looks like uh, September thirteenth, two thousand sixteen. So. This is year and a half year and a half old. Yeah, man. Yeah. So while you're pouring that, Evan, I I did look up the other question that we got asked by a listener this week, um, and I thought this is for the four of us here. It'd be an interesting one to to chat about real quick. Is um, Blake from Illinois asks us what is our favorite brewery we've been to, and what's the one we uh, are seeking out to visit the most? I know we talked a little bit about beercations um, and and good breweries to visit, but we we're kind of very, very precise on uh, the actual locations and the breweries in, in those spots. So um, I don't know if anyone wants to, to kick us off. I think one of my um, destinations yeah. that I want to go would be Treehouse. That's been on my bucket list for a long time. They just opened that new facility. The pictures look beautiful. And it's just uh, when I think of where do I want to go on a beercation, it's Treehouse. It's that uh, the New England area. Where Where is that? It's like it's not Canton anymore, is it? It's uh, Char- Char- Charlton. Charlton, right? Yeah, I'm sure our friend uh, Tim would uh, would love to have us out there, and I wouldn't want to do anything other than go let that guy show me around Treehouse. So he knows the best way to get there. That's for sure. He's there all the time. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Man, this is gonna sound really. Uh, I mean, with all the with the craft beer 
craze that's gone on. I mean, this is probably one of the first breweries I went to, but I, I like really enjoyed going to stone. Um, yeah, we, we talked about it in an earlier podcast. It's like the, uh, it's sort of an amusement park. It's like the Disney world of uh, craft beer. I mean, they grow their, their, and not in a bad way. They grow their own stuff on, on site there. Um, the tour is great. The beers are great. They have, uh, offerings from other breweries that we may not be able to get. I mean, I, I flat out told the guy when I was there, they had, uh, stuff from Russian river that I couldn't, you know, I had never been to Russian river before. Yeah. I'm like, Hey man, I'm really sorry, but I can get your beer in Illinois. Mm -hmm. He's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drink it here either. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's just the, the food's great. I mean, it's, it's a massive operation. Uh, but it's a really, really fun place to visit and spend some time. Yeah. What about one you haven't been to that you want to go to? I'd like to go out to Great Notion, the way that Mark has been has been talking up Portland and, and out in that area. I think it would just be fun to go. Uh, yeah. There and then the Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest, yeah. But yeah, Great definitely. Notion would be my one. Like, go go and have their their offerings on draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we want one that we've been to that we loved. Um, I'd, I'd definitely say side project, which is, uh, not very far away from here. Um, obviously they take their beer very seriously there at the cellar, but not only do they have most, if not all of what they brew or what they've brewed before they're available, but they have a cellar there too, that you can take advantage of. And so it's got a, it's got a really, um, you know, serious, but, but high end atmosphere. The beers are fantastic. The staff is super knowledgeable and it's easy to get to. So that would probably be the one I've been to that I'd love to go back to. And probably the one I've never been to that I'd love to make it out to. I was thinking about like to go down to Florida, that Jay Wakefield, um, you know, go down to the, near the beach in Miami. I was going to say you're, yeah. you know, a mile or so from the beach <laughs> yeah. and amazing weather, you know, 95% of the year, that would be a fun and I think, time. You know, I think that they, they definitely have hopped on board with that haze and they've got a lot of that available, but you know, just to, to kind of see that guy came from very, you know, um, small beginnings in terms of home brewing and where where what kind of a um, name he's made for himself and the the world of craft beer is pretty incredible too. It's just kind of fun to see those places just go from nothing and exploding. And you kind of want to see them when they're at this this point. Kind of like when you go out to Monkish. Like I sometimes I don't know if that guy realizes Henry Nguyen out there realizes. I'm sure he does. Like how big of an impact he has made on you know the New England style IPA. And their product, I mean, their facility. And the traffic on that one intersection on a oh, busy geez. LA, yeah. right off a busy LA highway. It's, it's not a pretty part of LA, <laughs> you know, it's, but, but you walk into that place and it's tiny and that just, it's just teeming with, mm -hmm. with, uh, with, with good vibes. I guess I'm going to jump back in here. I didn't finish. No. Um, I said where I would like to go. If I had to pick one that I've been to that I really enjoyed, I've got to go with the Jester King, in Austin, Texas. Yeah, man, that's uh, just a great a, one. Oh, yeah. Just a great destination. Yeah, it is spectacular um, up there. We actually took the whole family out there. We made an afternoon of it. I took a tour. I uh, just got to see the whole facility, and they explained everything. Obviously, their beers are fantastic, uh, but just a, just a great place to hang out. And that's that's something that I search for as well. Like Obviously, I'm seeking out the great beer, but to have that atmosphere of just very chill, relax, hang out, buy a bottle, crack it. And, you know, kind of sit there and watch my kids play and run around and have fun. That was, that was special for me. I can't wait to go out there. I'm going to be out there in maybe like three weeks or so. So that's the one place a, I'm going to drag my wife to. It's a must. She'll yep. love it. Yeah, you she won't will. have to drag her. She'll love it. Yeah, I figured so. Yeah, How we about? were out there for a wedding last summer and, um, you know, it was 
a mandatory uh, yeah. item on the agenda or whatever. And Molly just had a blast. I mean, there was mm-hmm. no question after even just seeing pictures, but we got up there and she's like, whoa, this is a brewery. This, I mean, just sitting beautiful. out there, it was it's beautiful. Yeah. September, but it was, uh, I don't know, 85 degree day. It was just yeah. perfect. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. All right, Ryan, you're up. Yeah, so um, mine, it's obviously got a special place in my heart. We've talked about Vermont with my bachelor party, but uh, Hill Farmstead is um, yeah. just extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, the view, it's, you know, it's the the beautiful rolling hills of, of the state of Vermont. And, uh, you're just kind of on top of a hill, um, at the, you know, the Hill family's brewery. Um, and it's just a, a really, really, really incredible view. Um, but then, uh, the way that they've grown, they've got a bunch of, bunch of their IPAs are on draft pretty much regularly around the clock. They do a uh, similar to side project where they've got some special surprise on site beers that you can drink. So we had, um, Saison Bernice by Sante Adarius was there the um, the time that I was there. Um, so it was just you don't you know they don't list it or anything. You just kind of go there and they've got five or six on-site bottles. Um, some by Hill Farmstead, some by some of their partners that they've done uh, collaborations with and stuff. And so that's definitely the the favorite one I've been to for sure. Um, I'm going to throw a kind of a curveball one at you guys. Um, Pelican Brewing in Pacific City, Oregon. Is that the one that makes Mother of All Storms? Mother of All yep. Storms. Yes. And honestly, that's I, that's the only beer that I've had by them, and I don't know a whole lot of other beers that they make. Um, they are literally, their brewery and pub is literally on sand on the beach cool. um, looking out to the Pacific Ocean. So I, I've seen pictures of it. I just, I know it's a, a little bit of an oddball one. Um, obviously, no. Portland would be incredible, but... Just to go have uh, a, some really, really great craft beers, um, and you have to walk on sand to get into the place, and then you can Fine. sit out there, look on the ocean. I mean, that'd be pretty incredible. So, I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, first year we did at my house. Yeah. We actually opened <laughs> the Mother of All Storms as our last beer. We kind of referenced this uh, vaguely on like, our palate fatigue topic uh, like, the last episode. Oh, I don't even remember taste, like what that tasted like. Well, and, and here's the crazy thing. is like you, you guys know my setup, right? I have the garage out back that's not a garage. It's where I It's a man out. cave. It's a man cave. Um, we all had like an ounce of that beer, and then I recapped it and left it there. <laughs> I don't know if Mark and Evan did because I think they turned it down from the start. It, it was like, and I remember me and you had a sip, and both of us were like, "Nope, this sure. is enough." And it's like, good. I mean, it's good. We I liked we were, it, but we're we like, thought we were good to have it. But nope, we, it was like, shouldn't palate fatigue right done. Um, but I found it like a year later. <laughs> oh, I'm no. like, and it was like sitting on the windowsill. I opened it up, and I was like. Because Steph thought it was probably an unopened bottle because there was barely anything drank out of it. The I cap mean, was still on, and it was was it skunked? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> I, I opened know. it up and I was like, <sighs> I mean, because it sits out there and just cooks in the heat and then gets cold again I wouldn't know, and cooks like, again. And a McDonald's hamburger probably wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't uh, rot out there, but maybe, maybe some like high ABV, you know, barley oh, wine. It probably was fully it. frozen for a few days that put winter. It, put it this yeah. way. I, I didn't try it. <laughs> okay. I didn't try it. You opened it back up and it was like. <laughs> hey, Ryan, it was a completely know. different color and everything. I don't know if you noticed, but, uh. Earlier in the week, I did post a pretty good article on Hill Farmstead, and it had a lot of great photos that went along with that. And they kind of interviewed, uh, uh, you know, the brewery and just kind of <laughs> talked about like who they are and what they. So anybody that's listening, it'd be worth checking that out. It's, it was yeah, an interesting definitely. read, and it gave you some great uh, kind of very granola esque uh, photos of their facility. And they're just they don't pretend to be somebody they're not. They're it's like here we are. This is who we are take it or leave it so yeah like i said previously you know we had kind of set up time to meet with sean hill and have a beer or two with him and uh 
because he was brewing, he, you know, had his, had an app on with all of his gauges and everything on the brewing setup. Oh, nice. He had a stopwatch on the other hand and he was on a very, very short timer. He had like 12 minutes or something. We talked to him for about maybe nine and a half and he was out and didn't really even say bye or anything. He's like, got to get back at it. He was, yeah, he was not sitting there Snapchatting (laughs) while Uh he was brewing. Hey, good talking (laughs) with you, but, um. This is more important. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, he said, I, I knew I was going to have a busy day, so it just didn't work out with the timing, but it was like, you know, I can't That's just... That's cool, though. You I'm gotta busy re- brewing. You gotta aside. I got a brewing schedule to keep, and... You gotta Sorry, I'm busy that. brewing a beer that you can't find <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> By the time it's done fermenting, you'll be back a, in Illinois. I have a, a tank of it back there, but <laughs> yeah. good luck. Yeah. 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 We don't luck. have self-service out here either, so... <laughs> All right, guys, I'm kind of nosing I like this. It's it's such a nice... I mean, not that the German chocolate cupcake stout is, isn't awesome, but it's just nice to follow it up with equally awesome and um, 180 degree different. Just get that uh, kind of that juicy. acidity, like juicy acidity, just kind of sweetness, just kind of like... Lots of acidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can kind of, you can really smell that kind of... Have you guys tried it Soury yet? funk. I haven't tried it yet. That's really good. And the way that we're doing it today is you'll notice that we have a sequence of beers. We started out with a stout, then we went to this one then we're going to a stout then we're going to another sour and it's nice to to break them up right as as ryan mentioned with palate and and you know there's palate cleansing and palate fatigue um these are two completely different beers as you take a drink of one and the mouth feels incredible and it just kind of coats your mouth and you 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 taste it for a while then you drink this one and it's like a snap yep and it's gone yep and it's amazing it's just completely it's clean you Clean, crisp, but also has that sour. <laughs> like Ryan's it's face, got a punch. It's, it's, it's like a pucker. It's got, an, yeah, it is. It's it's got a real pucker it to good. it. I love the I love the name, and I really didn't quite get it at first until Ryan explained it. Maybe I'm just not, I wasn't paying attention, but leaner. Um, I was like, what's the significance of that? And you're like, well, it's like eating a peach. You gotta you gotta lean over so that the juice doesn't drip down. I was like, man, that's a great name. <laughs> I think when they first released this, Casey uh, Instagrammed or tweeted like a photo of a guy eating a peach over the snowy mountain and some juices dripping Juicing. off of the peach, like falling down the, the side a, of the mountain. What a great name. Yeah. yeah. And this place actually is, is, we're kind of on the topic, you know, Casey, they're in uh, Glenwood Springs, Colorado, and I think they're about three hours west of Denver. So, I mean, they're up there in, in, the, mountains. in the mountains. And uh, obviously that'd be an incredible place to go visit too, you know, if you were out in Denver and just doing you know, skiing, snowboarding, or going to a baseball game or breweries or whatever. But uh, you actually have to contact them in advance and get like a ticket to visit. Wow. Because as craft beer blew up over the past few years, um, they started getting basically too many people and they're only open a couple hours a day, like three or four days a week. So they used to be getting, you know, lines of lines and lines of people wanting to get buy their beer, drink their beer on site and all this. And they had to turn, you know, two thirds of the, the groups away. Wow. And most of these people are probably driving from Denver, so it's six hours round trip. Um, So obviously, I'm sure they had quite a few, you know, angry customers for uh, for a little bit of time who you just didn't know the the details and whatnot. So, um, so now it's not, you know, I don't I I don't think everyone knows it in advance. But if you go to their website, they say you must get a ticket uh, just to visit. So uh, make sure you do Mm -hmm. that before making the hike. You know, you know, six mile or six hours uh, round trip. You know. 400 miles round trip in the mountains, um, to do that. So it's obviously helpful that they're doing that, but just one of those crazy things that craft beer is, uh, that's helpful kind of, information. I mean, you think about making that drive and getting there that, sorry, you don't have a ticket. You're like, 
Like, wait, but wait I, what? I guess I'll just I guess I'll just backtrack to Fort Collins where there's fifteen breweries I could go to. Yeah. I can't wait in line, wait till right before you guys close. You can't stay open another half hour for me to buy you a bottle. Have, what else do you have going on? That was kind oh, of you're brewing. Okay. That reminds me <laughs> my bad. That reminds me of our experience at Perrin when we when we were there for yeah. the special yeah. release. It was like Yeah. Totally not what we expected. Well, they apologized to us. Yeah, I think they, they just. Did. I think it was. The, it was for the. Uh, so they have parent has no rules. They did the nuclear no rules, which I think it went from like no rules is I think fifteen percent to begin with, and the nuclear no rules was aged a bit longer, so it's it was like twenty or twenty one percent. Good lord! Whoa! So it was a ticketed event, which we bought tickets for, and it was a. I mean, it was. We ended up having an awesome. Yeah, time. it was, it was fun. a great time. But they show up and they're like, "Here's your ticket." to here's your here's your raffle ticket uh for your chance to win a drink uh, a pour of nuclear no rules oh good and we're like what like it, the, the ticket clearly states like you're going to know you know you're going to no rules day um or nuclear nuclear no rules right. day and then so I the other guys in it, our was, group, it was a misunderstanding it didn't say you got one it just said you get to right. go there correct pretty much yeah so will, the other I guys will in our say group they did not, have some great offerings oh, yeah. besides that yeah. so it kind of made up for it yeah we had a great time yeah we, had, we ended up mark and i kind of paired off and started <laughs> running a little bit smoked a cigar which they hand rolled on site which is cool it's one of those things i mean it was so we made the most of it we were fine nice nice I think we got uh, we had a FaceTime call with you or something later that evening. That night, you guys seemed like you were having a pretty good time. Probably, yeah. Yeah. From Mark and I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a good evening. Hey, uh, just random, uh, just talk about sports, kind of change it up here a little bit tonight. Is there a a particular sports event Um, that's going on right now? Yes. Is there an an athletic team playing? Yes. Is there an athletic competition for um, prowess in athletics? It's funny you should ask. There is. Uh, Who do you guys have tonight? Ramblers. Ramblers. Yeah, I, I want the Ramblers badly. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Especially because every time I watch K-State play, I'm reminded of the Bruce Weber years Bruce at Weber. UI, and which Then I'm, uh, I'm going to 45-point go. game is a good offensive day. And I'm always going to take the Big Ten. Uh, so yeah. uh, I want Michigan in the second game. Myself, myself as a uh, you know an Iowa State fan, um, Loyola has a former Iowa State basketball player, Clayton Custer, uh, had once been on Iowa State's oh, yeah. team. So it's fun to see him succeed. Um, especially at a school like that, where obviously he probably was a better fit. Um, he was always a good player at Iowa State, um, and I think uh, he was really well liked. But you know, he found a better fit for himself, and look where he's at now. He's in the Elite Eight. So yeah, I think all cool. five all five of their starters uh, transferred from other bigger schools. What a what a great opportunity! You have a it's chance awesome. to go to the Final Four, and uh, this is no disrespect to Kansas State, but they're a nine seed. Obviously, Loyola is an eleven seed, but right. what a great That's opportunity! Crazy. You you have to beat a nine seed to get to the final four. I mean, if you if you look at the twelve teams that are remaining, yeah, you probably put Loyola as as. There's eight remaining. There's, it's the elite eight right now. There's eight teams. Oh, I thought. It was, so I, I'm sorry. I read this yesterday. <laughs> of the twelve teams remaining, yesterday Loyola oh. would have been ranked twelve. Four of yeah. them have been eliminated. Correct. In the sport in the sporting in the game contest. of since since you sporting read that contest in the game of sport. And you know what's funny is I'm probably the biggest sports meathead here, <laughs> and I failed you all. <laughs> but it was fun. I, so so when Loyola won the other night, uh, you know I live in the western suburbs of Chicago, and I'm hearing fireworks go that, off. That's cool. For the Loyola Ramblers, which you would, I mean. Yeah, when Northwestern is is good at you know anything that's you hear you hear that, but Loyola, it's like do it for Sister Jean, right? Sister Jean, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's an amazing story, too, yeah. by the way. I picked against you, yeah, but I'm glad to be going to the next game. It's yeah. just like she's just like whatever. I'm Gosh, 98. And, and and not to not to say that I want this to happen, but 
you know, if you got K-State that ends up winning, you got the potential of two Kansas teams, Kansas and Kansas State, being in the Final Four, which would be kind of wild. I mean, I think Kansas played a really uh, solid game last night on a very tough defensive Clemson team, so it was fun to 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 actually, you know, they, they kind of clawed back, but I think Kansas is playing some pretty good basketball. You think Bill Self and uh, Shashevsky are happy to be playing each other because both of them are notoriously... Yeah, out early. Yeah, right. I mean, they're both they're down to down to here, but both of them have had terrible appearances in the in the tournament. They've both obviously won national championships, but I mean, you've seen like a well, they're in the round of thirty two as a one seed gone. Yeah, so they're playing each other. So yeah, it's fun. I bet there will be a lot of people happy with either team losing on that. Yeah, yeah. So you get yeah, your Duke fans and your yeah, Kansas was, fans, and then everyone else is like, can it just be a tie and no one wins? Illinois fans. There was a lot of remi- blue, reminder. people in blue last night cheering for Syracuse, and Molly was like, what is going on? Why are these Duke fans clapping when Syracuse is making a run? I was like, I think those are the Kansas fans that yep, stayed yeah, behind from yeah. the previous game that are really hoping to face Syracuse. Yeah, because that's in Omaha, so that's uh, a very easy trip for people who are Kansas yeah. fans. It's like a three-hour trip, so that's kind of cool. So we got Loyola... And K State, and we got Michigan and Florida State. Is that the second game? Yeah, those are both tonight. And then tomorrow we'll have the other. Tomorrow's the normal. This is just completely random as far as how the brackets have turned out. So tonight's games are just two nine seeds and eleven and a three, and then tomorrow's two ones, a two and a three. So So, tomorrow's a lot more normalized. You see all these cool stories that come out, you know, and, and as the tournament begins, when the brackets come out. And correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody knows, but I think Warren Buffett said if any of his employees at Berkshire Hathaway pick a perfect Sweet 16, so all 16 teams, there's 16 in the Sweet 16, right? Right. Just a reminder. Okay. Yeah. Correct. Um, <laughs> Math is hard. It's a, he, that he would pay his employees, a mil, the, the employee that picked it a million dollars a year for the rest of their career. He can afford it. He'll be fine. So I saw somewhere else that on, as of like, through the first 20 games... Right, there was no no perfect bracket left after Friday, I believe. That, but there was a bracket where someone had not picked a correct game yet through twenty games. I'm like, <laughs> that's like equally as hard, right? I, with, I, like with with all with all the you know these the upsets that happen. It's like no, you. you so they didn't pick, pick a single game right. They picked three sixteens to win the first round. Well, or they you, did not pick you, a single sweet sixteen no, no, no. So, right. Correct. They, there were no. I, I I assume that means that we'll not, have to look this up. Yeah, because that can't be. Maybe it, we'll have, I'll look it up. Because I can't imagine someone picking Virginia and then all other sixteen. Unless to you win. were just going for like some yeah. crazy upset scenario. Yeah, you you almost had to be picking wrong, or trying to be. Well, that would be that would be kind of a fun way to do a bracket pool too. Is like who can do the you know whoever. I, I usually a lot of pools will do that where the person who does the worst gets their money back or something like that. Um, and that's sometimes would be that. that probably, probably be just as hard to do sometimes too. Oh yeah, definitely. At least with this year's I think, games. I think Dan picked his bracket on uh, the color of the uniforms. Yeah, that's what I do. Or who would win in a um, in a like a, a battle between the mascots? You know, <laughs> that's pretty good. A wildcat oh, yeah. versus a rambler. Yeah, so they did. That is correct. They did pick. That means that they picked not only the two number sixteens and two number fifteens that had already lost as a publication, but they also missed on the coin flip games like Loyola Chicago's buzzer beater over Miami. So the person was. They had to be trying to get everything wrong, right? Sure, they had to be. Yeah, but to go over twenty, like at some point you do. It's, it's impressive. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, leaner's delicious. Leaner's delicious. Everyone's really excited to try this one. It's the Moore Brewing Company Henna Batch Three 
which is their s'more chocolate graham cracker and vanilla imperial stout. Uh, I think we ought to kind of hit into this. Their, their labeling is really cool. It looks, of course, like henna tattoos. Um, they're in Chicago. They're like, what, five minutes away from where you are, yeah. Dan? Yeah, I was gr- I was glad to hear when uh, when Sean Burns decided to leave Ram and head to Villa Park, which was a shock to me that there was going to be a brewery in Villa Park opening up. And I mean, it's not just a brewery. It's a phenomenal. I mean, it's great. Uh, this was a ticketed release. The first two uh, batches of henna were line up and uh, hope to get lucky, hope to get there. Um, Ryan brought his proper glassware. This was a ticketed release. And uh, I mean, I was sitting there in queue at the office, you know, trying to, you know, hitting refresh as soon as 12 p.m. rolled around on that Friday. But I mean, it, or excuse me, the Monday. Um, and I think I heard something like it was sold out within the first second. First second. Well, yeah, one second, second. 600 tickets sold out. So, I mean, that is something when you think about um, what they're doing there. Um, and to, to have to be as new as they are. Cause I mean, what are they? They're probably coming up on a year right now. Probably. And you know, Sean's been brewing forever. His, you know, his side note series was phenomenal as everybody knows. Oh, that's um, right. And that was when at he the was Ram. at Ram. So at he, Ram. so I think yeah. this is his, this is the take on s'more love, which was my favorite of the side note. That was number four. Um, side was note. Four. Is yep, that right? It was four. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I was, that was one where Steph waited in line with me, which I was appreciative of. I had four bottles of it. And was she uh, pregnant at the time? No. Yes, she, she was. was very, re- yeah, very newly. Yeah. So this would have been the last one that he did. So I don't so she th- loved waiting in line, pregnant for beer, right? So just talking about the, the <laughs> she didn't wait, she jumped. The Ram don't background, the Ram background for for him. Uh, what do you think? What's the beer that put him on the map? Was it like juicy? Juicy, juicy. had to be yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Well, was juicy before the first side note? No, he had done a, f- a few side notes before juicy, but I think those were way off the radar. And then he did juicy. And then that really uh, hit the map with, I mean, they did a fairly big batch and they well, did growlers and things like that. And I was think it that's not really him? And out. this could be completely, I mean, some, somebody will definitely correct me here, but was it, was it not him that did chaos? Yes. Yeah. Chaos yeah. was one of the side notes, maybe number three that was barrel aged. No, I, I thought chaos was its own. I don't think chaos is one of the side notes. Okay. It may not be. I think that I was be before. Wrong. And then they, then he spun this off. And uh, basically came up with his own, um, you know, his own brews and killed it. Just crushed it. We'll have to look. Anybody need more leaner? Absolutely. Dana, are you No one else spoke up. I'm ready. ready I'm ready. Yep. Ready. Sorry for our pouring. Give us a moment. I think it's a, it's a great sound. The leaner is almost pink. Am I colorblind or is it? Just got a little pink. A little bit of hazy, orange, pinkish color. No, I I agree. It's kind of like a... uh, um, Maybe maybe it's probably just a little bit of the dregs at the bottom too, but that's okay. I'll take a little peach, peach puree in in in, in my beer. I really like the artwork on that. It kind of has that henna tattoo the artwork. Henna. Right. Um, you know, there there's a lot of good breweries that um, really do fun things with their labels who, who and their think, artwork. That's a great topic. Who do you think like in your mind when you think of like great can or great bottle art? Like who just stands out like man? Like that's you that's know, cause, great, or cause that's clever, or whatever. I, there's, I think there's, there's two thing, there's, there's two that I like, um, like styles. I like the breweries that have kind of like Treehouse. They have a theme, or they have kind of a base design, and then they just make tweaks. Like they have colorful cans. Like you can make a pretty rainbow 
with their cans. A pretty rainbow. Even rainbow. like Hill Farmstead, they've got the H. Yeah, they just have the one logo. and it looks like an hourglass that they just keep it and change colors and change labels and things like that. <laughs> Treehouse Rainbow. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. It's so, Treehouse Rainbow. Tree. Um, and then you got the, the ones that incorporate um, you know, local artists and things like that to do a different can design or a different label design every time they do a different beer. Like Three Floyds, actually. Yeah. They always, I think they yeah. use a different artist just about every, every time they come out with something new. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of Pipeworks and their can art. Um, it's like a cartoony. Um, Almost kind of like tattoo. Yeah. Kind of, you know what, you know what reminds me of a, a sort of a, Like a graphic novel? Yeah. Our local, your buddy, if he's still local, Tim Beck. Oh, yeah, Tim. Um, who does the, um, yeah, who does the uh, tattoos here in Peoria. And free, to, free to make. Free to make. He's a phenomenal artist. And their cans sort of remind me of that. I mean, they're just really... You've got the ninja versus unicorn. That's just like this, like yeah. bright, colorful ninja fighting a unicorn, which is really random. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's original. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. <laughs> um, I mean, I, always, I mean, monkish is always different, and they always have a pretty cool theme to whatever they can say. Yeah, because they always they always follow hip hop references, and um, you know, like say for like Jay Wakefield, I don't really care for their labeling. I don't think their labeling is really that neat. I think their beers make up for it, but yeah, that's a, that's a good point too. Cause there's, and I'm not trying the, to dog on them. It's just, it's not, there's the opposite side of that. Our beer is great. We don't care about the label. Here, here we are. It may just, you know, it kind of, it's kind of like what they, what they like. And that's, everyone's a little different. And there's certainly some, you know, some label art and some, some can art that just, just doesn't cut it. I mean, there's some can art, like I'm looking at some of, some of Evan's pictures over here and you've got more, which is just like, very simplistic. Here's what it is: more brewing, you know, double like, dry hop, dusty. I like that. Right. I like the Westbrook Cake series, the Mexican Cake series. Yep. like those are cool labels. Yep. Oh, Side could, projects is pretty clean. I like how they do theirs. Yeah, but that kind of goes with their persona. Yeah, you know, like they're Definitely. clean. They're just and same, same with Hilton Farsad. They're like so serious. They're they they put out such a serious product, and they kind of want a little bit of consistency. Where if you saw that. On the, sh- I guess you should you never see it on a shelf. But if you see it in a cellar, it's like you instantly know exactly what that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's instantly recognizable. All right, anybody uh, tried it yet? The- yeah, I get. I mean, there's tons of chocolate on the nose. Yeah, there's a ton of chocolate, and it's not cacao nibs chocolate, like bitter. It's sweet, like ch- uh, milk chocolate, like kind Hershey of. chocolate, Hershey like chocolate, Hershey. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, the same yeah. thing. And graham cracker. I'm gonna let it this one tastes- warm up a little bit and hope that the marshmallow pops out a little bit I, more. I, but I mean, it's- it tastes like a s'more. Yeah. Which is, I love it. it I, it's great. It's but it's probably one of the best s'more beers that I've ever had. And um, we did have one, and it was a surprise at our um, last time we were all four together at Ryan's house. Mm-hmm. Um, s'more what? S'more what? Yep. Um, Genesee Lionstone. Lionstone. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this beer is Henna Batch Three, and it's called it's Henna Batch Three, and it's S'more. S'more. So S apostrophe name More, of the brewery. Name of, which is oh, what the uh, which you, is what you see the, what we're doing there? Yeah, see what they did there. So wow. uh, so I actually got the glasses with this, uh, which Evan called dibs on the second one. So he's got it here somewhere. But it just I mean, it's, a, it's a s'more with Dang a picture it. of a s'more on it. Is it with Power vanilla dibs or is it with here. marshmallow? Vanilla. It is vanilla. vanilla. Yeah. Okay. Which is essentially kind of what yeah, you can call. That's how why they call it, Three Floyd's calls it marshmallow hangy. What's next for beer? Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> How many glasses you want to pour? Well, this um, I would like to let this warm up as well. 
Okay. Um, well, we've these got, all been sitting out for. I I pulled them out so? at eleven o'clock. Le- oh. Yeah, I pulled them out at eleven o'clock. So, yeah. So actually, I had a I had a Bourbon County coffee stout the other day, um, almost at room temperature, and it was, it was fantastic. I I almost preferred it that way versus being chilled at all. Yeah. And uh, it it just you were able to yeah you know just break it down that much more with what what you were tasting and smelling. Especially was it twenty seventeen? No, it was thirteen. Right? Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a Mark's yearly first weekend of March Madness where he goes to Kemp's Upper Tap in Lexington. Oh, that's right. That's and that a, guy, I mean, he's John's a really good dude, and uh, he's got good things. He's going doing on. some good things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you went for Central Illinois, uh, probably one of the best craft beer bars that I've been to. Got to be. Yeah. I mean, he had stuff on draft from 18th Street and from uh, Greenbush, and I just places that we normally don't get draft beers down here in, in central Illinois and uh, good food. He, yeah. Great food. Well, and they do. I, I, I think, uh, they, he's done a bourbon County takeover before it where he's had, where they've brought the kegs down. You know, it's one of those things where they bring the kegs down, they tap it for the night and then they take them with them. You know, like the, the, the distributor yeah. takes them with them, but it's like, he'll do, he'll do Lexington, Illinois. I mean, it's a population yeah. of a few thousand people. And you had a, uh, what was this? Was it a, uh, 14 coffee bourbon county coffee what did you have 13 13 yeah it was fantastic Jeez. also they it have was a 2013 great, guys they have a it's great like the fourth time we've said that now it's they have a 13 13 one three one three uh, they have a great relationship with uh, a lot of the local breweries like uh triptych and uh white oak and some of those so they had a lot of their beers on draft as well um they had a uh, pseudo sue from toppling goliath uh just you know stuff that you normally don't see on tap he has so if you're ever in that area stop by for sure and now, I, I think it'd be fun to take a little road trip and you know kind of head that way and then head down you know towards savoy maybe you could Ooh, i mean or, or even head, or uh, head up towards dan's house or towards no dan's that's too house. far no, no way. that's no. too far sorry okay even down to like <laughs> little beaver in bloomington I you have, could just uh, do that and make that a quick sure quick i mean you have di- you have trip. you have distill you have little beaver you have white oak all right there yeah so yeah now, I I had heard like, I don't know, six months ago or maybe nine months ago that Kemp's was moving to Peoria. Did Have you heard anything of that or did he mention anything while you were there? I did not hear that okay. at all. I know that uh, um, Harvest Cafe in Delavan yeah. is moving. Yeah, they moved from Delavan. They're opening up in Junction, Junction City. City, right? Junction That's City. And Same I heard there was another open spot in uh, on Prospect in the Heights that Kemp's was moving to. But that would, I mean, I would. I haven't seen any progress or heard anything. Huge fan of that. But I haven't that. heard. I haven't heard. Last July or something. He's got a good thing going there. It's yeah. the perfect example of if you do it right and have the things that people want, like good quality. Uh, if you build it, they beer. will come. Yeah, because people craft from Peoria drive an hour they just have, to go have, have some great good food. beers there. Like Dan said, it's Lexington. Nothing against Lexington, but it's not close to anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, not far from Bloomington, but. I drove probably 45 minutes to get there, and it was worth it. And had a 2000, what was it, what was it again, <laughs> coffee? Was that a 2015? Uh, 15 coffee, right? 13? Like, I hope not. <laughs> I hope oh, it yeah, the, yeah, the 15s were, mm, thanks. Those didn't, that didn't survive, the 15 coffee, right? Right. That and the barley. We, we talked about cracking one on the air and letting mm. Ryan drink it. Yeah, we're going to let Ryan drink it. We'll let him try it I'll first. Bring one. I, I meant squirm. to bring one the last time. I'll bring yeah. it next time. Just watch Ryan squirm. Be That's like, where he's, he's... We all smoke a cigarette and Ryan sprays cologne in his face. <laughs> Ryan's like, mm, I smell sour apple. 
As, is Aaron cooking uh, onions upstairs? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's going to be uh, that's going to be Ryan's explode and stain the ceiling or the floor or yeah. a whole room of a house. Who knows what would happen? He's, he's gonna he's gonna do a, a, an off flavor, um, you know, uh, um, lesson for us. You know, yeah, this as is the off flavor Cicerone. And we all leave. We're just like, <sighs> what do we got here? Something. Man, that thing is capped. We're gonna. We have the Jester King beer, beer de Syrah. Okay, there. I did it without hurting or uh, dropping anything. With that, so with that whale slayer opener, I'm, I'm I might. Sl- yeah, it's it, it. It ended up being like the scene from Reservoir Dogs. If uh, if I like oh, cut myself. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Mm. <laughs> so this is the uh, blend two, August uh, 2017 barrel aged beer, refermented with Syrah grapes. 6.6%. It says Syrah grapes were added to mature barrel aged sour beer and refermented to dryness, unfiltered, unpasteurized, and 100% naturally conditioned out of Austin. You Texas. must have grabbed this while we were down in uh, Thanksgiving. I did. It's got a nice oh. little uh, pink Syrah color. That was. Um, I wasn't for sure if that was going to be that dark pink? of a color or if it was going to be closer to a, uh, I don't know, even almost just like a light yellow yeah saison you know hay color i don't I, i've got four full glasses over here i need to figure out my glass situation <laughs> and, and before and i pour this you're the one so asking you for more glasses yeah. he was he was <laughs> the one next? that said what's next well there's a bunch sitting out i thought maybe uh i thought i, I thought we were going to get those going but there i mean there's also a mistake. lot of cheese um we have some duck and uh, deer sausage still we have some pickled vegetables man that's just got that Jester King like, funk to it, just farm funky fresh, man. That is great. It smells like camels in the. Uh, it's pretty cool in I, the barn. I, I mentioned that I went on the tour, and one of the places that they took us inside their barrel house was up to the top level, and they have this uh, copper, uh, basically like a cooling tank where they where they open the windows at night. Cool ship. Yeah, and they kind of an older style of doing it. Correct? Is yep. that right? And they open the windows and they let, you know, the air pass in and just a, a great... Yeah, there's a handful of breweries that'll do that. I know the Vale has one uh, on the okay. roof of their brewery, but it is, yeah, it's called the Cool Ship. Allagash has one. Yep. I think Side Project has used one for maybe only one or two beers. Yeah. I it's mean, a pretty cool concept, though. I mean, it's pretty standard for some of those Belgian breweries, I believe. Yeah. Um, but not a lot of places in the U.S. have really and dug into that much yet. I just thought it was neat. Like, they talked about, like, it's so unique to their property because you could you could have the same recipe, the same um, process somewhere else, and the beer would taste different because of the the air yeah. and just what's in the air there and how it it's going to spontaneously ferment with that. It's so unique to their area. Like Jester King's um, spawn releases are specifically dated for the date that they spontaneously fermented. You'll see that there's an actual date, like April 7th. And, uh, mm-hmm. an, it's like when they opened the windows that night. Another another note on that, too. Uh, they made it a point to say that all of their water came off of their really deep well that they had on the farm there at Jester King. I think pretty much almost everything, almost everything that they have and use is usually either... And I think they're trying to make themselves a little bit more... Maybe not necessarily sustainable, but they want to do pretty much all of their stuff on site. But I think yeah. most of the stuff that they get is from Texas. Right. They want to try to stay as local as possible and true to, you know, their area as possible. 
And how, how many places do you think like do breweries pop up more around places that have great natural water quality? Oh, yes. So I know. Like, Why do you think Stone put their place out in like Richmond right. area? And I know um, mm-hmm. it was a huge talking point when I was in Portland. They, I mean, their water, the yep. just the, the the tap water tasted like bottled water out there. It was great. It was all like out of an aquifer that was like a, had gone through like the volcanic, uh, you know, ground and been purified and filtered. Once once you once you really start, you know, getting into home brewing, you can. I mean, you can read books on water and um, water, you know, chemistry and how that affects brewing and how so, that impacts brewing. Well, I, think, and, I think that's what's what gives you, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, that like the distinction in beers, like there's always that, like every three Floyd's beer has the same finish to me, it seems like. Like Lake Michigan? <laughs> well, well, I don't okay. know about that, but I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you can you can taste it and you're kind of like, oh, that okay. So for example, no, totally. let's, water. Let's, let's pick somewhere that is not... Uh, you know, known for their water. So we talked about more. Villa Villa Park is probably not uh, known for their water. Do they just treat the water for their facility? Like change the pH and everything? Yes, they. Yeah. Some some places will, but okay. some places like you go to Bavaria, Germany, and you can actually um, buy uh, if you you know like a lot of times what I'll do because the water is so hard here is you you can get or you can do your own um, chemistry to your water. Um, but you can actually buy some, uh, electrolyte sort of packets that like, I want to mimic the water in Bavaria, or I want to mimic the water mm-hmm. out in this particular area. And you can do that. I mean, why do you think Asheville has so many? It's really breweries? changing the pH and, yep. and some mineral content, right? Yep. And it like affects your mash. It affects all kinds of ways that you extract, um, your, your sugars from your grains. So. Yeah. Cause when I was home brewing for, I don't know, I, I did it for maybe a couple of years before I just gave it up because the beer wasn't any good and Evan's homebrewing was that much better. Um, I would, with him. I would always, I know I did. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I would always use a, like I'd go out to the store and buy a five gallon, um, bucket of like Colgan water, um, yeah. of the, um, reverse osmosis processed yep. water. Yep. Um, you know, it's basically very, very, very processed, uh, bottled water. I actually read that that full process of of what they would do for really good drinking water almost takes too much out of it where a brewing beer water, the water that it comes from, shouldn't go through that much. Um, and a lot, Yeah, I think a lot of breweries... Because I think some of the minerals that are left, left behind um, are, are taken out of it. They're actually ones that would add good content for some of the complexities in your flavor and, I don't know, certain styles that, that people may want to brew and things like that. Yeah. So great beer, uh, uh, a crossover for a wine lover. This would be a great beer to get into. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's very mellow, very, um, subtle. Uh, it's not overpowering in terms of its, you know, it's got a lot of good funk smell, but it doesn't have a lot of Mm -hmm. sour tart taste. Nice dry finish. (laughs) Very dry finish. Smells good. Kind of finishes clean. So you don't have this lingering. Is there, uh, is there anything that we need to, uh, wrap up for this uh, round of we didn't we didn't really have an agenda well, so that's there's what not I was much to wrap like, up is there... are we going to have a uh, Skype in podcast for assassin day next week ooh I, we can do that you're going to have you know, you can you can Skype in and um, what I'll so tell you, I'll tell you how the situation's going out so, there well so so just quickly take us through um, you know short kind of 1 minute summary on what assassin day is like up in uh, decora 
I don't know a ton, actually. Um, they haven't announced all the details of, of certain items yet, but um, my uh, time slot for bottle pickup is 8 to 10 a.m., so I get two bottles, and then I can buy some other to-go IPAs that are bottled um, and some merchandise. But that's it. There's no on-site drinking, none of that um, for my time slot. So I'll probably get to Decora 7-7-30, get in line, go do that real quick, and get out. Um, and then there's a, a really, really uh, well-known brewery across the street called Pulpit Rock. They're going to have some special beers on draft, too, because like we've said before, that the whole town kind of embraces the day. So um, a lot of places are doing certain things. Um, Toppling Goliath opens to the public at 5 p.m. after they get rid of all their bottles. Yeah. Supposedly, they always have extras because people buy tickets and can't make it and things like that. So um, I know for Morning Delight, they had like 130 extra bottles. And so wow. there's a separate line that people will get into starting Friday night for wow. oh, leftover Just assassin for bottles chance. that yeah. don't sell. And they did announce earlier this week there that within their parking lot, um, people are allowed to drink. So it's going to be kind of like a Dark Lord Day type atmosphere where people bring, I'm sure, a lot of really rare beers and people just be kind of sharing bottles back and forth and probably a really, really fun atmosphere. But I couldn't imagine doing that um, Friday night into Saturday morning. I and still, guys, I will never do that. Being good to go for a 5 p.m. <laughs> number on a Friday night to line up to hope to get something. It's like, yeah. So you we could, have we have dinner reservations at Rubiat. That's where Brian and I went the last year's Assassin. Uh-huh. Um, really, really great restaurant in Decora, um, and they should have Assassin on draft. Fun. So we're probably going to do that, but we may go to Toppling Goliath too, depending on just how the line is and whatnot, and how crazy it may maybe it isn't. Because yeah. <laughs> if it's Ryan's like, I'll be there Friday night waiting. If in it's a if it's a mess, who... you know, like Dark Lord Day at seven p.m. or something like that, we'll probably pass and. Yeah. You know, go drink some beer at the hotel or, or somewhere else in the in the town. Yeah, and get your um, Dark Lord Day tickets that day uh, on sale at noon. Um, go to their website. I'm sure it'll crash pretty quickly, just like it always does. Every time. Every time. Every <laughs> so, time. And um, this year, I'll make sure I get two tickets when I purchase them instead of one. <laughs> yeah, that was my mistake last year. But you still got your ticket and went, so hopefully... It all worked uh, out great. Yeah. You guys, had a fun, you guys had a good time, so Mark and I will go one of these days. Yeah. Well, we'll, you, we'll we can Skype in from that one too, you know. Yeah, Mark and I'll be sitting, at, or I'll be sitting at home. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fun times. It'll be I'll, I'll, waiting I'll, for next I'll, year's I'll Michigan the, Beer I'll Fest. Run the board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll run the board for you guys. I'll give a little uh, uh, shout out from uh, Florida next week. Um, nice. There's a place I, I was doing a little research. A place called uh, Idle Hounds that I'm going to check out. Well, have a good time. Right. Yeah. You, made, you made a big score last year, right? With like the the Bourbon County like Crowler. Crowler, yeah, fourteen. Oh, Bourbon yeah. County. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, fourteen Crowlers I brought back. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, Hidden gem. Down in we'll uh, we'll we'll keep everybody posted. Uh, make sure you head to social media. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But cheers, everyone. Cheers, right, cheers. go Ramblers. <laughs>